You're listening to Amplify Ambition. I'm Kristen Edwards, speaker, coach, and your guide for ambitious women to become industry leaders and grow a sustainable business without the hustle. Listen to conversations on authentic leadership, self-awareness, and strategic planning for growing your business. I believe big dreams can be your reality when you embrace all of who you're meant to be and focus on the business that works for you and your lifestyle. Now let's dive into today's episode. So excited to welcome today's guest, Jasmine Murphy. Her story is just so many elements of exciting and she's really taking her entire personal experiences her professional experiences to build a brand and business that really allows people to create success on their own terms and so I'm so excited to welcome to the show Jasmine. Hey I'm excited to be here I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing and I wish that there had been something like this when I was starting out. Absolutely. That's half of why I started the podcast. It's like no one else talked about it. <laughs> Let's right. start it. Um, so before we dive into what you do and how you help others, I believe that it's important for us to bring all of who we are to the surface. So what's that thing that's not technically a part of your business or your brand, but is still very important to who you are? You know, it's funny because as I'm sitting and thinking about that, Everything that I want to say really is actually kind of entwined in my business, which is a part of that thing that I talk to my clients about. But to answer your question before going down that rabbit hole, I would say it would either have to be photography or acting. And you wouldn't necessarily think that that's a part of this business space. And it so is, or I should at least say it served me well (laughs) in this business space. Um, But I'm also a huge, huge, huge activist and advocate for people. And um, one of the things that I've always wanted to do, and will probably end up doing when I stop working and retire or something is be a cuddler at the hospital in the NICU with the babies because I love the babies and they need to be cuddled (laughs) yeah everyone needs some warmth and you you they get the love they need you get some fun hugging cuddling um as well so it's like a win-win situation I think that's that's a cool thing to add to your list um as your retirement whether that's official or unofficial retirement so right (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that um, as well. And again, I I think it's always nice to kind of bring in those causes and things that you you care about, you know, just as much, um, whether it's a part of your business or just a part of who you are. But now I'd love for you to kind of give a little bit of your your backstory and really what got you started in the work that you're doing now. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. What what got me started probably was not really apparent until I started having these conversations, right? You think it's one thing and then you're like, ah, so if I, if you had asked me this a couple of years ago, I would have said, I started working for a marketing company and working for that company, I learned the ins and outs. I saw, you know, what true digital marketing, influencer marketing, social media marketing looked like. And at the same time, I was on my own journey and I had just hired a business coach and she was telling me, you're the thing that you say you want to do is not what's going to impact people 
the way you think it is. That's your hobby. That's what fills your heart. What you, what you don't see is that there is so much power in your journey. And I was like, oh, absolutely not. I am not getting on the internet and showing any parts of any of me. This is not happening. But when I think about the true start of my journey in entrepreneurship and in this business, I think it really goes back to childhood. It really goes back to childhood. Um, I came from a family of, of uh, modest background, you know, modest resources. And I started working when I was seven, eight years old. And it was out there marketing myself, right? I was cat sitting for the neighbors. I was babysitting for, you know, friends, neighbors, friends, what have you. And it was constantly putting myself out there. I remember probably about 13 years old, I had a a musical theater nerd. I, I geek out with all the performing. I was in all honors choir and all the things. And uh, I was a part of a thing called repertory players in my middle school. And we needed to have certain costumes and it wasn't in the family budget. And I was not going to not do this thing. And so I had my mom drive me to an affluent side of town and I went door to door marketing myself as a babysitter and ended up landing a job as a babysitter nanny slash housekeeper at 13 years old. And I think that was like my entry too. And, and I'm, as I'm talking this out now, I'm like, and there's a false narrative you've been telling yourself because I tell people I'm not great at sales. I don't enjoy sales, but I was a sales girl. You're going door to door. That's the classic sales right there. (laughs) Right. Um, But you know, it started then and every job that I had was in service, in retail, in, really relationship building. And then at 24, I had my son, I decided to stop working. I was living in LA and it was like between gas and traffic time and childcare and all the things, my entire check, corporate check would have gone to those expenses and a stranger would have been raising my baby. And so it was well, if we're not going to have that income because it's going to these expenses, you might as well stay home. So I stayed home to raise him. And then we got caught in the downturn of the economy. And this was by the time I had had my second child. And so what are we going to do? I can't go back to work now. I've been out of the workforce for four years. I have a brand new baby and a toddler. And so I leaned on the thing that I knew and loved, which was creating. I was a seamstress by trade my mother was my both my grandmothers were and um, I started making baby dolls for babies that looked like them and when I started making them people started asking me for them and so I started selling them on Facebook Uh, this was way back when when Facebook was kind to online shops and they didn't have all the rules, you know, uh, a stay at home moms had a heyday on Facebook back then uh, with our boutiques. And I learned how to market that business organically. And so I grew that brand. I ended up with some celebrity clients and some, you know, boutique deals and um, did that for several years. And then my health kind of took priority 
And through a series of events, I ended up having to focus on my health. And at that time, I had hired a business coach to help me learn how to better monetize my doll making business. And that was the conversation. She was like, the doll making business is the thing that lights you on fire. Your journey is what's going to change lives. Your doll making business is impactful. This is going to change lives. And my trainer leaked a video. I say leaked. He shared a video of me flipping a tire uh, that I didn't know he was going to share. And when he shared it, it went viral. And when it went viral, I had women reaching out to me and one in particular sent me a message and she said, thank you for sharing this. I look like you. I've never seen anybody that's my height, my size, do what you're doing. I have a one-year-old and I'm afraid that I'm not going to be alive to see him grow up. And you just gave me hope that I can do that. And in that moment, I understood what it meant to be called to do something versus like wanting it and being passionate about it. And I, I say then I, I did not have a choice. This chose me. I've, I, of course I made the choice to say, yes, okay, I'll do this. Right. But it chose me. It literally was like, this is your responsibility. You have been chosen to do this. Are you going to accept the challenge? So I decided to accept the challenge and I took the things that I had learned from my years of Facebook marketing and implemented them uh, on my journey page and in that business and grew that platform to over 150,000 across platforms and 150,000, a community of over 150,000 people across those platforms and started teaching other people how to do the same thing. Uh, because it was all organic and <clears throat> it was all based on making an industry that usually had a typical vibe or feel that I didn't fit in fit for me and what I was doing. And I realized that if I had that need and if that was something that helped me that there were hundreds if not thousands of other people that needed the same thing and so I started teaching entrepreneurs other business owners how to do the same thing how to make marketing and social media feel good for them and fit them in a way where they could show up and amplify their voices yeah I think the the biggest thing is a lot of times we feel like I can't do it because I don't look like the first person that ever did this and we immediately whether it's our health our size our skin color our religion where we live what we look like how much money we have that list is endless but we automatically compare ourselves and think I can't do it and I think for that although again you said like he your, your trainer went and made it by you know posted it and that's what it went viral but you also recognizing like you sharing that moment gives so many other many other people permission to say, I can change my life for the better. And that to me is like the foundation of what all of us, especially as women business owners, that's really what we should be doing. And so regardless of what type of business, if it's a product, if it's a service, I'm not saying everyone needs to be a coach. It's about following what difference you can make in the lives of others. And even going back to your dolls, I mean, 
my, my daughter's biracial. She literally has the option of a black doll or a white doll because they hardly make any biracial looking dolls and you can't even find a Latina one to pretend it's biracial for me and the, you know, for her in the store. And so figuring that out, I'm like, well, we'll just buy both dolls and you can make me spend twice as much money or you guys could just make one in the middle. There's what a billion skin complexions that are out there. And so let's give some more variety. And so for you to even be making those dolls of you know, that, that look like the kids that right there is helping them to learn to love themselves, um, which then turned into your health journey and helping other people to continue to love themselves. And as business owners, that's really part one is like, you hear it, share your why, start with why, why are you doing this? But realizing the piece that so many of us are missing is that self-love, the self-care, the self-discipline, the self-trust. And I love that you're taking elements of that from even your first business to what you're doing today. And I know, again, it's obviously transitioned from dolls to, to uh, entrepreneurial, you know, kind of business coaching that you're doing, but um, that, that shift and really giving people that permission to say, you don't have to do it like someone else. It's about doing what works best for you, but learning to love yourself and trust yourself enough that you know you can go out and now keep that cycle going of giving other people that permission to. Yeah. And, you know, something that you said as you were calling off the things was that self-trust and something that I've noticed, and I think we all can relate when I tell this story to my clients, they're like, oh, yes, we learn to not trust ourselves at a very, very young age, like in elementary school. Absolutely. And I give the example of being in class and the teacher asking who has any questions. And it's usually around like first grade where we learn to mute our questions and not raise our hand because we're constantly told, okay, sit down, be quiet, be patient, hold on, right? And so then the thought of raising your hand and asking a question is, opposite of that no just sit sit wait hold on so we're taught I have a question but I'm going to push it down I'm going to mute it and hold on and not trust my gut to ask that question not knowing it's usually one brave little kid that's like okay I don't care I'm going to trust that this is the right time and I'm not afraid to ask any questions I'm going to raise my hand and ask a question that then sets off the trigger of all the other kids raising their hand and asking the questions or somebody saying, I have that same question, but it takes that one person. We have to trust ourselves. The doll scenario is the exact reason why I started the doll company because my baby was fair complected with super curly hair and the Latina baby dolls were fair complected, had straight hair, the Caucasian baby dolls look nothing like her, right? The more melanated baby dolls, she was not that, she did not have, she was not blessed with all that melanin. <laughs> so I'm like, no babies really look like her. If I hadn't trusted myself and raised my hand and said, I've got this problem, I wouldn't have been able to help other babies and potentially have this conversation with you. You have the same challenge, right? So we've got to learn to trust ourselves, raise our hands and understand that one of the things that I see people get so wrapped up in is, especially when they're starting, nobody's talking, nobody's commenting, nobody's sharing, nobody's liking. And I'm like, but everybody's watching. They just haven't got the courage to raise their hand yet and say it. So keep showing up, 
trust yourself, trust that what you're doing is needed because if it wasn't, you would not have had that pull, that tug inside of you to even begin to do this. Keep doing it because eventually somebody's going to raise their hand, but you have to be the first one to raise your hand. I love that. Absolutely. So how are you helping people today? We've talked about how your business has kind of transitioned and even kind of your health being a pivotal moment, kind of recognizing how you can really serve. So what is it that you're doing today to help others? Yeah. So what I do now is I help entrepreneurs and small business owners learn how to modify social media so that they can show up, promote their services, build their influence, like just let people know that they exist in a way that feels good for them. Um, and what that looks like, you know, for, for years we've heard influencer and we think this cookie cutter image pops into our heads, right? You ask anybody what an influencer is and you're going to get a physical description of an influencer. And most entrepreneurs are like, that's not me. I can't do that. And I'm like, oh, but it is you. You are of influence. If you have gotten anybody to purchase anything or buy into anything or sit and talk to you about anything, you are an influencer. So I teach entrepreneurs how to make that feel good for them and fit their goals, their morals, their brand values in a way so that they can show up with confidence. And what that looks like is actually our VIP um, content creation day, which is something that I, it goes back to that first question you asked me about, like, what are you multi-passionate about? And I'm like, photography, and it doesn't seem like it is, but it is my creative side. I absolutely love sitting down with a client and walking them through their story having them tell me, you know, why they started what they've started, where they're at, give me kind of that back end, and then bring it all together and help them create the content that when they look at it, they feel emotional. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh my gosh, that's like my most recent one. I, I just went to New Orleans to work with her and you know, she, we got her to telling the stories and we documented it. We created some of this content for her and she was like, it looks like a documentary. Like I, I know that I'm good and I never would have thought that this was a story that needed to be told or that it would feel and look like this. And I'm like, and now do you see how influential you are? And every entrepreneur deserves to feel that and see that because we all have a story and it needs to be told and we all have something to give and to teach. And so I want to help them show up in that way. Yeah. So my listeners know that I'm like, everyone is a leader. If you started a business on day one, you are now a leader. And so you use the term influencer. And that's really what leadership is. It's about influencing others to make good decisions about making their lives you know, better. It's not about what, how much money you have. It's not about your bank account. It's not about what size jeans you actually fit into. It's recognizing that you have a way to kind of impact the lives of other people. And so I love that you're saying, you know, Let's do it in a way that feels good to you. That's your story, your values. Um, and then, you know, helping them kind of put that together and package it in a way. Um, and I'm a fan of VIP days because like, why do we need to take a whole year to get it done? Like, let's just do it. Let's right. just do it right now. Um, and let's so be honest about it. If you could do it that way, you wouldn't be calling in the first place. Right. Right. It's a space where you have a challenge, you know, and or it's something that you haven't quite figured out. So yes, let's fast track it. I'm not gonna give you a, a calendar that works for everybody and say, go create that. No, because I want you to have that true feeling of success and to walk away like ready. 
Love that. Love that. And so what are some of the foundational things if someone is either getting ready to do a VIP day or even in the in that VIP day? What are some of those rules of success that you really want to make sure that they're always walking away with? The very first thing that I do is something called the perfect average day. And without going too in depth, the foundation of it is to figure out what your perfect day would feel like if you like, do you remember the movie Groundhog's Day? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. If your life was Groundhog's Day, where the the same day repeated itself day in and day out, nothing changed, right? What would that day look like that you could live on repeat? And most people are like, I don't understand. It really builds the foundation of who you are, what you want your business to look like and how you want to serve that then answers the question of what feels good to you and how you want to show up. That's the first thing, because if a part of that day looks like being creative and being silly and dancing and all of that, and like these are super foundational things that go into this exercise, then that's the type of content we're going to focus on creating for you. If that's not it, if a part of your day is teaching and workshopping and networking, that's where we're going to go with your content. And we can't create that thing that feels good for you if you don't have a solid understanding of what feels good for you, Mm -hmm. for your life, for your day, how you want to live and grow. And, And again, you know, I think often we look at these With marketing, and especially with social media marketing, there's such a push to grow, to get big, to go viral, to like, those are the metrics that we tend to try and uh, attach to success. And it's microwaved, right? And I cannot stand the term vanity metrics, because to me, your followers are real people. So it minimizes the fact that they are, there are human beings that are attached to every one of those accounts. Yep. Absolutely. And that are invested energetically in you and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. However, what I do believe is that we get so attached to attaching our value to how many of those people are there versus the quality of the interaction and the impact that we make. Mm-hmm. And so knowing what you want that to look like from the beginning is key because that changes everything and it gives you that long-term plan that you can stick to. It's not a quick fix, throw spaghetti on the wall, didn't work, okay, shift. No, this is the thing you can do day in and day out. And we know consistency builds momentum, builds success. So what can we do consistently? So that's number one. And then number two is just, sitting down and really starting to dive into those backstories because so often we get lost in them we forget about them we we dismiss them we say they're not important and they are just as I was sharing about me going toward a door to try and find a job that's where the marketing began right we don't think about that I had a client one time tell me how her husband who is a a very well-known architect builder on the West Coast really didn't start when he was in high school, college. It started when he was four and would go spend the summers with his grandparents who didn't speak English. 
and his grandmother every year would send him out back and his grandfather's tool bag would be there and he would take nails and the hammer and nail nails in the wood fence all the way around the fence. It was something he did every year to keep himself occupied. He did it until he began to nail perfect straight lines all the way across the wood fence. And when they went back to the house when he was grown and, and took his wife, she saw all these nail holes in the, in the planks of the fence. It's what taught him to be so exact and such a remarkable builder. The story started there. Mm-hmm. So just reminding yourself that the story doesn't always start where you think it starts and don't dismiss those small moments, pay attention to that. And then the other thing is to remember that anything that you want to do, there is a way to do it that feels good for you, even if you feel like it's not for you. So for instance, reels, because I do social media marketing, everybody's like, oh, reels, and I don't want to dance and I don't want to act funny. I don't want to lip sync. That's not me. I don't want to be on camera. Guess what? You can create reels and you don't even have to show your face and you can still stand in your authority and still get the reach that you need to get for your business. It's finding a way to do it that feels good for you and makes sense for you. And so that's, those are the things that I try and instill in them to make the process easier so that we can get the desired results that they want. Yeah. I think we're so quick to dismiss our youth and, you know, obviously given the events of the last two and a half years, obviously, you know, we're all very focused on our, our mental health. And if you're in the coaching space, you have someone who's talking to you, you know, especially as a life coach about your trauma and your inner child wounds and like all of this stuff. And just as much as we definitely have some not so great things from our past or maybe even our present, you have a lot of positive things that are from your childhood as well. And so um, you and I both share that musical theater, you know, background. I say like my confidence to speak and how I have developed as a speaker, it started on the stage at five years old. Like that's when I started acting. And before that was dance. And as my mom says that I was talking, you know, I was singing before I was talking. And so that's always been a part of who I am. And that's something that helps me in the work that I do today. And so recognizing what is that thing that you love to do? And people are really quick to dismiss like, oh, I played sports. Great. You learn teamwork. You learn discipline. You have better work ethic than half the people running around the world. Like, so what are those things that you can tap into from your youth? Not just the negative things and the hurt that has happened, because again, like that's all 8 billion people on the planet that have experienced something negative, but find that positive element as well were you traveling to your grandparents house and nailing you know putting hammering nails into a fence it sounds so random and silly but as an architect the foundation is building and so you were doing little things were you you know the person who loved doing those math drills which when I look back and laugh at I'm like why did I love that so much but like I can handle time crunch and pressure better than I probably should because I'm used to that type of like, can you get it done to a standard of excellence in a limited period of time? And so now I can think on my feet. Now I can problem solve and bounce back faster than others. And so find those little things that are positive from your childhood and how can you use that to service you in the work that you're doing today? And I love what you're saying about the reels because like, yes, the algorithm likes reels, but 
there's the reel that's like this is a picture instead <laughs> as a reel or whatever yes. like that's taking care of everyone on the algorithm and so just find those things that play to your advantage for sure but I love that for those of us who need that support you're offering that along the way too yep and and that's the that's the thing that I love to see people get I have a term that I use and it's that modification leads to transformation and you can transform any part of your life or your business if you learn how to modify it to make it fit you right and um, one of the things that I when I talk to younger people um, that I encourage them to remember is that or to take with them to serve them when they get to this point that they need it is that everybody is going to tell you what they think you should do based on their level of understanding right it doesn't mean that that's how you have to do it and they might not be able to tell you how to do it to fit what you need to do because they've never seen the example they don't know any other way. So they're giving you what they know. I experienced it for myself when I got ready to graduate high school. And, you know, my father's level of understanding was that college was expensive. And that money solves a lot of problems. And so his thing was, you don't need to go to college. You need to go to Votech. You need to come work at the machine shop so that you can earn enough money to save enough money so that if you do decide you want to go to college, you can pay for it outright and not have debt because debt creates problems. Money solves problems. And I said, I'm not doing that. I want to go to college. I want to go to college and I'm going to find a way. He did not have experience with financial aid and some of the grants and scholarships and things like that. So he couldn't guide me through that process. Some people may call it rebellious. I call it resourceful. I forged my college application <laughs> because I was only 16 and I got accepted and I, you know, filled out my housing application and was assigned a dorm and then went home and said, okay, I'm not moving back home. I'm moving into the dorms and I'm going to school and my school's being paid for. Looking back at it, yeah, I wasn't a tad bit rebellious, right? And 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 not orthodox in any way, the way I went about it. However, I modified the system. I modified the plan that he thought was, and he had all the best intentions for me, right? Okay. But he I didn't knew want his daughter riddled in debt. So he said, no college. Right, like, because to him, college, yeah, college was student loans. College was a debt. And a lot of us, did, I mean, and I, I still took out my fair share of student loans. So let's not, <laughs> not, let's not act like I didn't, but I found ways to circumvent, to modify the process to get the result that I wanted, to get the thing that I wanted. And so I just encourage you that, you know, there is that option, there is that opportunity, you know, and so if there is something that you feel so passionate about that lights you up inside there's probably a reason you're being called to do it and if you haven't seen anybody do it or if somebody is telling you you can't do it this way or you have to do it this way and it doesn't feel good to you 
sit down and, and brainstorm and think about what it would take for it to feel good and start to do that and do more of it because you just might be that pioneer that changes the way the thing is done. But if you don't start, you don't know. Yeah, I think that's such a thing that we're so quick because to to naturally want to dismiss, but to say like, how can I modify this so that I can get the outcome, the transformation that I desire? And then also realizing what that does for so many other people. Yes, as a business owner, you need to make your money, to pay your bills and, and live your life and that, but also thinking about the income on the other, the impact on the other side of what it is that you're doing. And that one little shift that you're making is able to now make such a bigger, you know, residual effect on so many other lives, not just your own. So I'm glad you shared you know, all of that. I don't know if we've covered anything, if there's anything else that you want to share, but usually I wrap up by saying, what's that one question? What's that legacy or, or topic that you really want people to remember you by? The one thing that I really want people to remember me by is being the, somebody somebody deemed me the queen of modification the other day and I don't know if it's the queen of modification but I do want people to know me and remember me as the person that fought for everyone to have a chance and for everyone to have that equitable experience and for me, it runs across the board. It's in the workplace. It's at home. It's in business. It is in day-to-day -day lifestyle. Like I am so incredibly passionate about the fact that we are here. You deserve to be seen. You deserve to be heard. You deserve to do the things that light you up inside. And if they have not created a space at that table for you, you have everything within you to build your own table and to make your own space. You deserve it. You are worthy. And there are people out there that are waiting for you to build that table. I love it. It wasn't just pull up a chair. It just build a whole new table. Oh, <laughs> table. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much, you know, for sharing. I will drop your social media links as well as your website in the show notes so that people can reach out to you. Um, is VIP day the primary way for them to work with you? Or are there other options as well? Yes. Um, in the social media um, strategy space, yes, that is the primary. So we have the VIP day. It's eight hours together. And we go through your strategy. We create your prioritization for which social media channels should be your priority because not all of them should be. <laughs> You can be <laughs> omnipresent and still have priority in that. Um, so we go through all of that strategy and then we help you create some of the content that will position you um, as the expert or elevate your positioning as the expert in your field. So, yep, reach out to me, send me a message. You can find me on the Owl app. I'm on all social media platforms. Um as you said, link in the show notes, but it's Jasmine R. Murphy. And yeah, I would love to, to help you elevate your brand. 
I love that. Thank you so much, not only for, for those tips and suggestions that you offered, but really for sharing your story as well. It's just kind of proof that you really can create success on your own terms and, and leveraging who you are and what you enjoy doing from seamstress to theater and so much more. Thank you so much for taking the time out and sharing with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Are you searching for a way to grow your business as you create your best life? Click the link in the show notes to get your free guide, five simple steps to build a profitable business roadmap based on your natural abilities. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, take a moment to share it on Instagram or your favorite social media platform and tag me at Kristen Edwards underscore. Or go the extra mile and leave a rating or review to help more women listen in and join our community. Thanks for listening to Amplify Ambition. Until next time, dream loudly.